are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic or lethargic and weak? Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and I'm just thrilled to have you with me today. Today we're going to finish our conversation on your healing garden and healing plants in particular. And it has been a very interesting conversation about how plants are healing as well. So let's, uh, well, before I get into that, let me let you know how to get in touch with me or connect with me. And that would be on Facebook, on the Facebook page, The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter and LinkedIn and my website, thehealingwhisper.com and don't forget to head over to voiceamerica.tv and check out my show over there The Healing Whisper Mary Ann's Garden Okay, and I also need to let everybody know that this show is for educational and informational purposes only It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything Everything contained in this show is strictly my opinion. That is Dr. Marianne Chase. And please always check with a licensed healthcare provider in your area about any concerns that you may have. Or doesn't even have to be in your area, but please always check with a licensed healthcare provider. Now, what we have talked about for the last two weeks, or not exactly two weeks, but the last two times we've spoken about these healing plants, we've talked about herbs. Now, herbs are pretty well known around the general public as being healing. You know, they're both used culinarily and when they're used in for eating for their flavors and their aromas that in and of itself just the flavor and the aroma can be relaxing and helping in the brain and then there's the medicinal properties of just lots and lots of herbs and you know things can cross over in the herb world, it can be used as both an herb in the culinary, it can be used as a medicine, and some things that we don't even really consider herbs, but sometimes really are herbs, are both herbs and food, and can be a house plant or anything along those lines. But we did talk about the herbs and all of the things that are used by Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine and any native tribe, whether it's Native American, Native South American, uh, Native African, Native Australian tribes, they've 
all used herbs and plants for their healing. We also talked about in that show, that was back in March 23rd, this year of 2018, we talked about houseplants and how houseplants are very healing. Not only do they improve the oxygen in your house or your office, but they can also remove air pollutants. Certain plants are better than others, but check that out on that show on the 23rd. Then last week, that would be April 13th, we talked a lot. Well, in fact, the whole show was really about edible flowers. Now, flowers are not only beautiful to look at, and we want to cut them and put them in nice, pretty arrangements, like I did just this morning. It's springtime here where I live, and I still have tulips, and I still have daffodils, and I still have jonquils, and I went out and cut those flowers to put into a pretty arrangement so that I have something beautiful to look at. And just having that beauty in your home can improve things so much. And you look at the feng shui of a room and often they always want you to put cut flowers in a room, in an area to improve the energy of that area and the energy flow around that area. But not only are flowers beautiful to look at, but they are also edible. Many flowers. There are some that are not edible that you really don't want to eat a lot of or any of because they're actually quite poisonous. Or if you do consume that flower, do so with the assistance of a trained herbologist. Yes, they deal with flowers as well. But edible flowers will add beauty to your food, just like herbs add flavor and aroma to your food. Edible flowers will add beauty to your food and There are healing properties with many of those edible flowers. And again, go to last week's show. That would be April 13th. Listen to that whole show about which flowers are used for what purposes. And you know what, folks? That is just an overview. There are so many sources out there that you can really learn so much about edible flowers, herbology, how to use them, what not to use, and when to use it and when not to use it. And what I want to do for you here is just kind of open up your horizons as it is with a little slow flyover and looking from above what is available to us with healing plants. Now, the last thing that I didn't get to cover in detail last week was about, again, about flowers, but about the flower essences. I did briefly start in on that conversation, and 
What is a flower essence? Well, it's basically a subtle extract of a flower where the energy of that flower is being used for healing properties. Now, if you've heard of homeopathy, homeopathy is using very dilute solutions. I mean so dilute that you have to have very sensitive instruments to even test it. And homeopathy is used to eliminate things like viruses in a person's body because rather than a vaccine which uses large amounts of a dead virus, homeopathy uses small amounts of that virus energy. Very tiny amounts. But you see, our body recognizes that energy. And it's the concept of fighting fire with fire. And our bodies recognize that energy to be able to destroy that energy. Now, with a flower essence, they're using that essence, that energy of a flower to infuse into the body and improve all sorts of things. And I'll go down a brief list, a brief list of things that flower essences are used for. Now, in the 1930s, there was a gentleman in England by the name of Edward Bach, Dr. Edward Bach. And if you've ever heard of Bach flower essences, now it's spelled just like the composer, B-A-C-H, and Lord knows he, he may be related. In any case, Dr. Bach recognized that there were flowers that helped heal. And they would not only help heal physical issues, but they would also heal emotional issues. And at the time, in the 1930s, he created over 38, well, not over, he created 38 essences. And now there are several hundred and even more that are still in research. And this is such a big deal that there is even a society devoted to this research on the flower essences. And like I said, I'm just providing an overview. I myself just discovered flower essences uh, just just recently. And it's uh, opened my eyes to what's out there. And folks, we are talking about the energy medicine. And so what they're doing with these flowers is they're making an infusion. Now, an infusion is like a tea. You take tea leaves, you put it in water or whatever to have it pull out 
the flavor and other things that are in those tea leaves. And if it's black tea, you're pulling out things like um, tannins. And tannins actually can help or even give a person a headache. And those black tea leaves have caffeine in them. And it's all being pulled out of those leaves by the infusion. And with these flower essences, the blossoms are, the petals are being infused and then diluted, diluted, diluted. And then they're preserved in an alcohol, a pure alcohol, like vodka or 100% ethanol or 200 proof, as it were. So all of these things are, these flower blossoms are being used. And here's the very interesting thing about flower essences. Much of the healing properties depends on the growth cycle, where it is in the growth cycle. Is the flower just starting to blossom or is it done? What kind of growth conditions is it under? And here's the interesting thing. A lot depends on celestial and meteorological conditions, as in the phase of the moon or the planet positions. So folks, when we get back from the break, I'll get into some more detail about flower essences. So don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. 
If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase. And today, well, at least right before the break, we were talking about flower essences. And I was saying how the effectiveness of that essence depends greatly on the growth cycle and growth conditions as well as celestial and meteorological conditions. And so position of planets and the moon can affect it. Now, some people, less now than there used to be, think that the positions of the planets in the moon don't have anything to do with anything. And my argument or anything that people say, no, it doesn't have anything. You know, the moon has so much to do with us physically. And some people are very affected by the phases of the moon. You know, we have an expression. It's called a lunatic. Now, if you don't know what a lunatic is, that's just basically a crazy person. Now, that word comes from Luna, which is a Latin word for the moon. And that's a, a lunatic is somebody that's absolutely crazy. And you know how the the movies like a werewolf happens when the moon is full and Dracula couldn't go out when there was a full moon. Now granted, there's a bit of folklore around that, but you know people that get a little bit crazy when the moon is full. If the moon didn't affect us, then it wouldn't affect the oceans. And we know that the moon affects the oceans and causes what is called the full tide or the low tide, depending upon the phase of the moon. And the planets, the position of the planets, not quite as much of an effect, but there are many things. So, if those things can affect us physically, they are also affecting the plants physically. And I'm not going to get into the details because I'm not really that familiar with those details, but I can just imagine if you were to pick a flower during a full moon, it might make it either more effective, stronger, or less effective and stronger. That's something that I will leave to you all for research and for myself to research. But you know the effectiveness of flower essences, according to the Flower Essence Society, it's not due to a vital, it's not due to a direct biochemical effect. Just like when you drink the tea that I spoke about earlier, where the caffeine, that is a biochemical effect. It works through the various energy fields we have in our bodies. 
it is connecting with the vital life force of that flower. And it can be done either through that preparations of the infusions. But folks, there are even flower essences that can be put into our bodies through like an inoculation. Not a shot like we think of with an inoculation with a needle and syringe and that whole nine yards, but actually laser. The laser can be programmed with that energy force of the flower. And yeah, they've been studied that deeply to do whatever needs to be done. And we're talking about there are some things, there are many, many things that flower essences can take care of or help. Issues like, I'll just start right at the top of the alphabet, and abandonment, or even blaming. Or how about something like cleansing? Yeah, a flower essence can help you get cleansed. And we're not talking just about a detoxification cleanse. Yeah, they there are those that can help you detox. We're talking about cleansing the mind, cleansing the heart, the soul of those negative. You can help with discouragement. Who hasn't had discouragement at times? How about false persona, meaning a fake person? I, I, I know a few people that uh, really don't want to be themselves. And that happens to be a belief that they carry about themselves in their own humility category, you know, they don't believe they are good enough or they believe they're not as good as somebody else, so they just try to be somebody else. And flower essences can be used for things like shame or trust or work and career goals and so that's that's very interesting things now here's something that's really interesting they will use flower essences from something like the Easter lily and if you were to eat the Easter lily which you shouldn't because it's poisonous. But they have worked out what the flower essence for an Easter lily will do for you. And I'm just going to quickly open that particular one up. So I went right there in my book. Easter lily, it has the positive qualities of soul purity, which embraces all aspects of life and body, especially your sexual identity. 
And it's patterns of imbalance, tension in that sexual identity, conflicting values or experiences, or split psyche. It will help with those emotional things. And the white lily, the Easter lily, has long been a symbol of purity, as well as sexuality and childbearing. It is extremely challenging for the soul to integrate the sexual life with the spiritual life. For good reason, many spiritual paths require celibacy as a condition of spiritual development. Now, folks, I'm reading from the Flower Essence Society book that I have. And it's a big, thick, heavy book. But you can get that anywhere books are sold. And uh, you know what? I'm not selling the book, but it is a very handy if you really want to get deep into the book. And it's called The Flower Essence Repertoire. And it's by Patricia Kaminsky and Richard Katz. That's spelled K-A-T-Z. And uh, it's such a popular book. It's a spiral-bound thing, and it's been reprinted many times as they have added essences. So flowers are a healing plant. Now... Let's go on to some other healing plants. How about your your good old fruits and vegetables? And I kind of say vegetables that way because that's what the uh, cookie monster, the way the cookie monster says it. (laughs) But fruits and vegetables, yeah, they can be healing. Or they can actually be damaging. How is that, that fruits and vegetables can be damaging? Well, it depends upon, number one, how is it prepared? Is it prepared in a healthy way? Meaning, did you cook the living daylights out of it so that it doesn't have any texture left to it? I know my mother loved her green beans, but only if they were soggy. And fruits. We are told that we need to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But you know what? Fruits have a lot of sugar in them, and they are really God's dessert. Not that cake that we make, but... If you have an apple, not the apple juice, have the apple as the end of a meal thing. And folks, if you're trying to lose weight, having fruits will sabotage that, except for those very special occasions and the fruit known as berries are better for you because there's not quite the amount of sugar and the berries have lots of antioxidants in them. And so, 
That's the thing with fruits and vegetables. Oh, and another thing, if you're allergic to a particular type of fruit or vegetable or nut or seed, then it's not healing. It is damaging. But there's lots of foods that are very healing, and some people can eat them, and some people can't eat them. So I would encourage everybody to learn how to cook whole foods, whole vegetables. Discover in some way or another, usually the best way to discover if a food is not good for you is by muscle testing or applied kinesiology. And there's lots of ways to learn how to do that that are free. Well, folks, we will continue our conversation about healing plants when we come back from the break. So don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and we have been talking about healing plants. I just about finished up with the healing flower essences, and I just realized during the break that I wanted to do a couple of examples, at least one example where a flower and a plant are used for two totally different things. So let's look at a very common, what most people consider a weed, and that is the dandelion. (laughs) The dandelion is an extraordinarily useful 
plant. It's very high in vitamin C. So if you catch it before it flowers and put it in as part of your salad, the green leaves that is, it is a very tasty thing. Now, if the dandelion has flowered, it becomes the leaves become very bitter. Now, if you remember on last week's show, taking bitters, eating bitters is very good for the stomach. It increases the digestive enzymes and improves the digestion altogether. So you get more of the nutrients of the food you've consumed into your body. Now, that's just with the leaf. Now, Oftentimes, they will take this leaf of the dandelion, dry it out, make an infusion, and give it to people to help with a bladder infection. Because guess what? It's antimicrobial. Now, eating the fresh leaves can help with that bladder infection or even help prevent if you're an individual that seems to have chronic bladder infections. But it's also a good kidney and liver tonic, which is why it helps with jaundice. Now here, we can cross-reference the dandelion with its flower and the flower essence and the positive qualities is that it has a dynamic physical energy and an expressive life force it has an inner ease in work and play now if you don't believe a dandelion has great physical energy and expressive life force For those of you that try to get rid of dandelions, you know it is very difficult. It can be done. But why get rid of them? Because our bees, our honeybees, and our bumblebees, and the bees that help pollinate, the first flower that they can get in the spring is that dandelion. And for the essence, the flower will help with body problems, like I just mentioned, grief, hardness of heart, masculine consciousness, massage, midlife crisis, perfectionism, relaxation, release, repression, resistance. It can help with study. It can help with tension. It can help with time relationship, work and career goals. And what the society says, the soul needing dandelion essence feels a natural intensity and love for life. Such individuals are compulsive doers and will tend to burn out. Been there, done that. So this is just a very brief example about how healing plants can be used across many areas. 
not only antibacterial, but mental and soul. Now, let's talk about something that you may not be aware that plants can do. And they can heal our planet. Now, our planet has over millennia been quite polluted with heavy metals in mining areas, with uranium, you know, uranium that that has poisoning us with radioactivity. Now, folks, all of these are natural elements to the soil. And where the problem has become is where concentrated amounts of these have been dumped, mostly in mining areas. Now, how do plants help with this? Well, there is a particular thing called phytoremediation. Phyto meaning plant in Latin. And remediation, you probably have heard that word. And it's something that is being used in Superfund sites, at least here in the United States. And yes, they are using plants to help clean up some of these poisoned environments. And not only for removing pollutants, but actually changing the actual form of the pollutant. And the science world has even developed a plant that can help clean up oil spills. And that plant is known as algae. Yeah, algae is a plant. Well, partly a plant. But they're using it to clean up an oil spill. Now, there's several different ways that plants are being used. And the two main ways is called, one is called phytodegradation. And then there is the phytoextraction. Now, the phytodegradation, what that means is the plant is pulling the pollutant up out of the ground and in the soils and actually changing it. And it's no longer a pollutant. And there is a plant that is being, I, I saw an article about this just recently in Italy. There's a plant, a, a farmer found that his soils were polluted with huge amounts of dioxin. Now, dioxin is a, a, a pollutant that has been used to, to kill insects. It's been used to in, in chemical war, actually, because it's a nerve. It affects the nerves. And this plant pulls the dioxin out of the soil, 
changes it to something completely harmless. And not only is this plant changing it, but the plant itself is useful for many other things, not just as something nice to look at. What is the plant? (laughs) It's called hemp. Now, hemp is a relative of the marijuana plant. I'm sure marijuana would do the same thing. But hemp does it, and hemp is very useful for making it fibers into clothing and all sorts of things. And hemp does not have the levels of THC, which is what gives the people the high that marijuana gives them. But hemp does have CBD, which is the one of the ingredients of the plant that can help cure cancer. There's been all sorts of research with CBD to curing cancer. And CBD helps with pain and eliminating inflammation. So here we have one plant that is healing the planet by transforming a pollutant, but it's also providing clothing and healing oils. How about that? One plant. The other plants that don't transform these polluted areas are things like tobacco and rice and brzezikia. Now, brzezikia can't be grown in many places because it's a, it's a tropical type plant. But what these do is they pull heavy metals out of the soil. The real problem with that brzezikia is that it pulls it into the plant tissues. Now, How do you get rid of it? Because it's full of those heavy metals. I don't think there's quite the answer yet, but I may be wrong about that. And there are other plants that pull heavy metals out, like the mustard plant. Who knew? Mustard and especially the wild mustards. And there are grasses, like it's called several names. It's Indian grass or buffalo grass or wheat grass, which is a little different than the modernized, hybridized, and even sometimes GMOized wheat that we have now that are being grown. And not only does Indian grass remove the heavy metals, but it can also remove petrochemicals. And one last plant on this phytoremediation, the sunflower. It removes radioactive metals. So there you go. 
more healing plants. Folks, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about trees. So don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase, and I just want to remind everybody that you can connect with me on my Facebook page, The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. And I'd like to encourage everybody to head on over to Voice America. TV and check out my shows over there. That's The Healing Whisper, Marianne's Garden. And so we just finished a discussion about those plants that help remove pollution from our environment. And now let's talk about trees. Now, pretty much 
everybody knows, well, maybe I shouldn't even make that statement. Let's just say that everybody should know (laughs) that trees help provide the oxygen that we have in our environment. As part of their process of living, they take in carbon dioxide into their leaves and they expel oxygen into the environment. Now, this is important because we human beings and all other animal life and insect life and reptile life have to have oxygen. Even fish have to have oxygen. And how does the oxygen get into the water for the fish? Well, when the water is moving and sloshing and churning, oxygen is being incorporated into the water. Now, it's pulling the oxygen out of the atmosphere. If we were to cut down every single tree on the face of this planet, we would run out of oxygen. It would take a little while, but it could happen. So folks, we do rely on trees to keep things in our atmosphere oxygenated. And there's other things that we rely on trees for. Because when you have that excess carbon dioxide, it affects everything in our atmosphere. So the burning of the rainforests, which is, last I saw, has has really pretty much stopped so that we can keep that oxygen balance. Now, what else do trees do for us? Well, guess what? There is that phytoremediation going on with trees. And what that particular phytoremediation is, is known as a poplar tree. Now, the poplar tree or cottonwood, they are deeply related. They remove those chlorinated solvents. And what that is, is like the PVCs and the other things that have chlorine in their name. It removes that from water, from the soil. And then the white willow tree will remove it from the water. The same thing. And it also removes those heavy metals. And there's other things that those trees are good for. Like the poplar or cottonwood tree, you can get the spring buds off the tree, meaning those little buds that will eventually become leaves. 
You can soak those buds in three to four months of olive oil, and then you can make a balm. And it's known as the balm of Gilead, which is a very well-known biblical balm. It's a healing balm that was used for just about everything. And if you don't know, the white willow tree bark is where they originally extracted aspirin, a painkiller. Juniper, which is an evergreen tree, juniper berries can be mixed with several other plants to help get rid of kidney stones. But there's one thing about trees that's even more important than those healing properties and the fruits and nuts that we can get from trees. And that is what is now being called interconnectivity. There has been some recent research by the HeartMath group about tree interconnectivity. And apparently... They have shown that the roots of trees connect all, not just same breeds, but they all connect. So when one tree is sick, the rest of the trees in the area know that there is a sick tree. Now, the research is still there, but they're really thinking that the other trees will send healing energy to the sick tree. I find that fascinating. So if ever a person were to become a tree hugger, now we know the information is that it's good to be a tree hugger. Because now the studies by the heart math folk is, are you going to receive benefits from the tree itself? We as humans, can we connect? It will be interesting to watch. Well, folks, it has come time for the end of the show. And we've been talking about the energy of things. And the energy of flower essences, the energy of trees to help us heal, which means it's part of us. So as you go about this week, think about how plants, all plants, are healing in some way or another. So until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week.